0: Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Hello, hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Are. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are doing amazing. So, today on Sasha Spins, we are going to be talking about overcoming fear and the power of just. Before we get started today, though, if you have been following me on Instagram in any kind of capacity, you may have noticed a little change. My Instagram handle has gone from Sasha Spins to the Sasha Whitney. And it's actually kind of funny. That were, well, not funny. It kind of lends into today's episode the power of fear and overcoming fear and the power of just rather, because you would, I've had that Instagram handle for maybe four or five years now. It's become like a huge part of my identity. And a huge part of who I am, indoor cycling, and I knew I needed, so I felt pulled for a little bit for close to probably six to seven months now to change my Instagram handle. But y'all know I hate change already. I don't know if I've ever, I think I've communicated that before. I know I have, but if I haven't, I hate change. Like I get so scared of change and what may come with it. And so I changed it. I changed it, right? I was like, I'm just going to change it. And then I was like, no, 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 no. And I changed it back. And I was like, Sasha, just do it. Just change the handle. Like, what is going to happen? Why was I so afraid to change it? Because it's just a name, right? And you know, there is a lot of power in a name, but you evolve over time. And when I originally started my Instagram, it was kind of just to capture my workouts and things that I was doing at the time, maybe places I was going, different fitness studios, different workouts I was doing. And obviously that's evolved over time because I've grown over time. I've changed in over four years. I've gotten married. I've developed a different career path. I've started my podcast. And even though I've grown over the years, there is still that kind of lingering fear of change. And for me, fear held me back from doing so many things for years. And I want to talk about that today and how I overcame that. And I've already said this word like probably four or five times throughout the episode already, but the power of the word just. So that's what we're talking about today on the podcast. And I honestly, the, the I mean, we'll get into it later, but the, the power of the word just, like you've, we all probably identify it with the Nike slogan, just do it. And there's a reason why that they put that word there. There's a reason why they have popularized that word, that phrase, because it's such a small, three simple words, right? But it's such a powerful concept. So oh, I, I don't even, we're just gonna jump right into it. We're just gonna jump right into it because this is not something I've talked about it before, but it's not something I really share with people a lot. And it's actually, I don't know why I don't share this because it's had such a definitive point in my life. So we're just going to jump right into it. So I, for years growing up, for years, I wanted... I thought anyways, but growing up, I always was told that I'd be like a really good lawyer. They're like my parents, my friends, my uncles, my aunts, everyone in my family, they're like, you know, you argue so well and you talk so much and you have a way of bringing people into seeing your perspective on things and the law would be such a good career for you because I love to read and it's true. I will I will definitely if I'm trying to argue down, I will bring up points A through Z in order for you to understand my opinion. So, I even thought that myself. You know, I all and I all I mean, Hello, Law and Order SVU. Like I just, it's it's a career path that I thought that I wanted to go on. And so all throughout my life, like even going through college, I was like, I'm here to become a lawyer. And it was about like my junior or senior year that I that that idea started to wane in my brain brain. I wasn't as passionate about it. I wasn't as excited about it. But in a Nigerian household growing up, and this may be like any other first generation kids with like immigrant parents, y'all may like be able to identify with this. But there are only three acceptable like career paths doctor, lawyer, or engineer. So (laughs) I'm not good at math. So I was never going to be an engineer and just doctor. I never saw myself in that capacity. So lawyer, I was going to make myself proud. I was going to make my parents proud. I was going to become a lawyer and fulfill one of these three like powerhouse (laughs) career aspirations for all immigrant parents. So that's what I had intended. I didn't have a plan B. Like That's what I led with. That's what I was going to do. That's what I was going to be. And then after about my junior, senior year, I just started to feel myself be like, I don't think I want to do that. I don't think that that is for me. Like Things change. You grow, you evolve. But as I started to think that, I didn't have a plan B and I don't like change. So I was like, I'm just going to continue to do this career path, even though this may, may not necessarily be what I want to do. I'm going to do it anyway. And then I remember once I tried like to talk to my mom about it and she was like super super dismissive. So that conversation went like nowhere. And then I was like, okay, well, I can't talk to my mom about this. I can't talk to my parents about this. Um we're just going to keep on we're just going to keep on chugging. We're just going to keep on going. And it was that fear kind of of disappointing my parents, that fear of not having a plan B, that fear of change that kept me on this path that I knew that I did not want to go towards. And fear is a powerful motivator up until a certain extent. Fear can only push you so much before it's like it, it doesn't it doesn't have the same effects on you. So, I graduated from college. I started working at a law firm and as I was at in that law firm, I knew that's not where I wanted to be. And every day I went into that law firm and it was just like it was honestly the worst. I mean, I dealt with other experiences there, but I think you you Whether you are an intuitive person or not, your life, your body, your soul, your mind, your brain, it will give you hints that this is not right for me. This is not the right path for me. This is not the right environment for me. And then it's on you whether you want to listen to these hints that the universe is sending you, that your brain is sending you, that your soul is sending you. And I was just, I I was very aware of these hints, but I was so afraid to just step off that path because I didn't have a plan B. So I'm studying for the LSATs, right? I'm working full time. Um, I'm applying to schools and I have never failed in anything in my life before. Like being a child of immigrants, you you don't, like failure is just not an option. It was never op- an option for me. So everything I did, I everything I aspire to, everything I endeavor to, I succeeded. Um, I got it. And so i didn't even though I knew i didn't want to go to law school, I applied anyway because I knew I was going to get in right i didn't get into a single school that I applied to a single school I applied to five or six and i didn't get into one and in hindsight, I can see that at the time it was a blessing, and in hindsight it is it was absolutely a blessing one hundred percent and I can see that now, but at the time i didn't see it. As a blessing. Even though I knew I didn't want to pursue this career path, I did not see that as a blessing. I saw it as my first ever rejection in life, my first failure in life. And that rejection sparked off this like cycle of fear, like this almost inhibiting, and this inhibiting fear where I could just not. it it really blocked me from doing so many things for years. I'm talking like maybe five or six years. It wasn't until I found fitness, something, the, the fitness, like finding fitness was the first time in my life, there was no fear. And I think it was because at that time I had the discernment and I was able to like allow myself to receive and listen to those signs from the universe and every sign for the universe when it came to fitness was like, go towards that. It was something that I was passionate about. It's something that ignited my heart on fire. That's where I felt that I fit in and I finally felt like my calling in my place. So with fitness, there was no fear. But with everything else... I'd already been someone, I don't like change. I'd already been someone who, I established myself as someone that didn't like place. And I'd always been like very um, risk averse, very cautious, overly cautious, but not getting into any single school that I applied to, that was the only path that I had. That's the only path that I established for myself. And there was no plan B. There was no other path. Like I did not know what I was going to do. And So dealing with that fear of what next, holy shit, like what next? And then also, this is the first time in my life that I have failed at anything and been rejected from anything that I did. It was like this oh my God, it had like such a profound effect on me. I was so afraid to not go after anything that I knew that I wasn't going to get, that I knew I wasn't going to be successful at. It inhibited me from applying to jobs because maybe I didn't fit every I didn't fit every single qualification that they had. So maybe I wouldn't be considered. So don't even waste your time applying because you would apply. You'd, it wasn't even like, don't waste your time because time, the thing about time is it passes anyway, whether you're going to do something or whether you're not going to do something. Five minutes is five minutes and it's going to pass anyway. So for me, it wasn't like, oh, don't waste your time. For me, it was like, what, there's this fear that I'm going to apply to these jobs and I'm not going to get any of them. And then, like a part of me was like, okay, well, I need to go to school now. I need to go to grad school. Like this is, I graduated from college, 2009, the height of the recession. Like I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> like, like I got this job, but I obviously need to go and get like some kind of secondary degree. But then I didn't want to go and get that secondary de- secondary degree because I didn't have a plan B. So I'm like, okay, well, what would I be good at? What would I go to school up? What can I establish a long term career in? In hindsight, I probably should have gone back for a master's in communications, and it's never too late to do that. So if I do go back to school, I definitely foresee myself getting a master's in um, strategic communications. Like I've already researched that a little bit. But for the most part, I was just like this fear that I felt was so crippling. It was like, a weight on my chest it prevented me from doing so many things and just it launched me into this like sense of being hypercritical about everything right i was already like as a child of immigrants you are and you're just already harder on yourself to begin with because your parents are extremely hard on you so it like forces you to being like hypercritical and overthinking everything but y'all like it was it went into hyperdrive i wouldn't even do certain things because I was afraid, I was afraid that I would be, I would have to fail again. Somebody would reject me again. And that was so hard for me that I couldn't even see myself putting myself out there again. And it held me back from so many things. I look at myself it, it, and it's like, if you know me now, you'd probably be like, what the hell? Like you, Sasha? And I was never a shy person. I was never somebody that lacked confidence, but I was someone that was just hard on myself, like unnecessarily hard on myself and thinking the worst. Before it could even happen, y'all, I would be like thinking like, oh, I'm not going to get it. Like I would read a job, right? And it would be like, oh, this person needs four years of experience. And I had four years of experience, but then I thought to myself, well, what if somebody else applies and they have four and a half years of experience and then they did this and they did that, you know, thinking about every possible scenario and then being like, nope, I'm not going to do it. And that went on for probably, this started when I was like maybe 22, 23, and it lasted for about, Four or five years, but in your mid twenties, you know, four or five years feels like four or five decades because you're going through so much. And in that time, I met Snow Bay. Like we started dating, we moved in together. Like we got engaged. Like I'm like fighting with my parents. I'm like trying to establish my identity. I'm trying to figure out who I am and my place in this world. And so many things are happening, right? That I'm dealing with this fear of failure. And it's like, who am I? I couldn't see a future for myself. I couldn't see a path for myself. And it wasn't until I turned, I started, I found fitness. I started going to different studios and that was the first time where there was just like no fear of judgment where I could just step into these spaces and like be myself. And it was through fitness, specifically through cycling, that I was able to shift from that scarcity mentality of fear and step into abundance and not let fear control my life anymore and so that's kind of, I think that's probably why that Sasha Spins changing that Instagram name was probably just such a big deal for me because it was a very pivotal, like through cycling, through spinning, that's where I was like able to release that fear of failure, to release that fear of rejection, to stop allowing fear to motivate my life. And I think that's probably why I saw, now that I'm like talking about, talking about it. I was like thinking about it before, but you know how like when you talk about something, like all of these things come to you. I think it's probably why changing from Sasha Spins to the Sasha Whitney, like it's a process of growth, right? And it's just occurred to me how much I've changed in those five, four or five, six years now. I think, yeah, because I think I got on Instagram and made that Instagram handle back in 2015, maybe 2016. So it's been like, you know, these five years that has been like, a real shift for me into recognize into stepping out of fear and recognizing that I have absolutely nothing to lose by putting myself out there and everything to gain because I don't know when it finally clicked for me, but it finally clicked that. I, and I think it was probably like in my mid-20s when I was like closer, when I felt myself just ready for a change because fear, it's a great immobilizer. And if you're a self-aware person, you're recognizing how it's like impacting your life. And I was like, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be afraid all the time. I don't want to be scared all the time of what if or a rejection that may or may not never come. I don't want to live my life And then look back and wonder what would happen if I just put myself out there, if I just tried, if I just applied, if I just accepted that maybe it would be a no, but not even thinking about it, thinking about it could have been a yes. And so just shifting from that, I have nothing to lose and everything to gain, that helped me shed so much, like that fear of failure. So if you are experiencing that, like, obviously, you, you may have experienced it before, but if, you, if you're actively experiencing that and you're here and if you're listening, there is such a powerful shift in recognizing that you have nothing to lose. Because what, what are they going to say? No, right? Like, you're not, if you're putting yourself out there for something, you haven't even, you don't have that thing yet. So they're going to say no. And that's okay. They're not taking anything from you. You're not losing anything. But if they say yes, thinking about everything that you have to gain, that you stand to gain. So not even thinking about the no, because you haven't lost anyway. The only way you lose, like there's this, oh my God, what's what's this basketball quote? I should know this because Snow Bay is like a huge, the basketball is like king in our home. So I should know who said this. And I don't even want to misquote them. So it's something along the lines of you lose one, you miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. And that's what Snow Bay would say to me all the time. When I was afraid about putting myself out there about something, he would just kind of say that to me, He'd be like, you, you miss every single shot that you do not take. And it is absolutely 100% true and it was actually Wayne Gretzky that said that and now I'm thinking about that episode of The Office where Michael Scott is like quoting people and puts his name by the quotes but anyways anyways I digress so talking about serious things not just serious things so anyways that like shifting from that fear-based mentality that scarcity mentality and shifting into abundance. It's not something that came easily. It is something that honestly came with finding fitness and a passion in life that fueled me. And that's, and and when you make that shift, and that's why the word, this is where like the phrase just do it comes into play, right? Because for me, that's kind of what it shifted to. It's like literally I have nothing to lose. I literally have nothing to lose. I've why shut myself out before I've even given myself the opportunity to succeed, before I've even given myself the opportunity to try because I'm applying for something that I don't already have yet. And so the worst thing that could say, they could say is no. And then what? I don't have that thing, but if they say yes, okay, cool they say yes and now i have this thing and now i can try and now i and now i can do i've unlocked that potential by putting myself out there and just just doing it just seeing how it goes because i thought i like started to think to myself like what's the worst that could happen right and that's what has guided me throughout that that mentality that single thought that single mentality is what has guided me into stepping out of that fear and stepping into the power of abundance and recognizing that the world, there is so much unlimited potential that we have if we give ourselves the opportunity to just try, the opportunity to just do, the opportunity to just, just, just do it. And fear is like, fear is such a liar, fear is such a liar, fear is a manipulator, it causes you to freaking rationalize the irrational, and it immobilizes you from action, making molehills into mountains, thinking that this small thing, like a no, ends up being like, I'm the worst, ugliest, stupidest, like every, every negative ist ever, that's what fear does to you. It's a liar. It causes you like to put the cart before the horse and think about every possible negative outcome before you find yourself in a position to just try to imagine what the positive could happen is. You find yourself thinking about the negative. And like, as I've actively worked throughout fear in my life, it's not something you just overcome, right? It's not something you just, just stop. It doesn't stop on a dime. There have been a lot of times in my life where since since I found fitness, I have absolutely dealt with rejection. I have absolutely dealt with no's and I handled them so, but I handle them so much better now, so much better. And what, but even though I handle them better, I'm not a perfect person. You know, I'm still that like little that little girl, that child of immigrants, that's afraid of, of, that, that, that's afraid of, you know, that no. Because the no hurts, right? Like, you know, it's not going to like, it's not definitive. It's not a reflection on who you are as a person. Maybe you're just not right at the time. Maybe you're not right at, for the position. They're not looking what they're looking for at the, min, at the moment. But like that no, it's, it's hard sometimes to take that rejection. It's hard sometimes not to take a personal and not to view it as a reflection of you. And I'm not perfect. I felt that before. But when I find myself thinking that, when I find myself in that fear spiral or even about to step into that, putting that, you know, just putting that cart before the horse and thinking about every possible negative thing that could come out, when I find myself starting to get to that place, I'll just ask myself, what do you have to lose, Sasha? What do you have to gain? And then just like making a prose... And a cons list, like based in rationality, right? Because again, like if you, I'm I'm very Gemini. I have the proclivity to an active imagination. So there are things that you wouldn't even think that I would recognize as realities. And I'm like, oh yeah, it could totally happen. It could totally happen. So if when I find myself making those pros and cons lists, I'm like very careful to be like, Sasha, is this a realistic outcome? If it is not a realistic outcome, do not put it on here, positive or like negative. So just making that pros and cons list. And that's something that absolutely helps me in so, so many decisions that I make in my life, even if I'm like frustrated. With Snow Bay about something. And I'm like, do we need to have a conversation about it? Or am I just, am I letting something else impact me? And then I'll sit down and make a pros and a cons list. And then like sometimes I'm like, okay, Sasha, you're freaking out for no reason and you're pissed about something else. So we ain't going to talk about this to Snow Bay. It's not worth bringing up. So yeah, it, it's just, it, it's something that you have to actively work on. And for me, that's where the power of just comes into play because that word is so freaking powerful. When it comes to motivating people to move, when it comes to motivating me to move, and obviously Nike saw something in it, like clearly they were right on the ball because that word just, it almost minimizes the action of whatever it is that you're fearful of, whatever it is that you're about to do, and kind of gives you that little extra step to just get up and just go do it, just go after it, conquer it. It just, it's like, it's a minimizing word. It makes whatever it is you're thinking about seem less daunting and almost like trivial in nature. Like Nike was smart in that they just put it. So substitute it for just apply for that scholarship. Just apply for that job. Just go to the class. Just, I don't know, (laughs) whatever that, that, that thing is, whatever it is for you, that word just trivializes it and it makes it seem like something just super attainable and it's like why are you even tripping over this just just get up and do it you know <laughs> whatever it is and that's why when you hear because a lot of people if you like are in a professional work environment and if you are a woman this is why when we talk about minimizing language and words to remove from our vocabulary in a professional environment You hear people talk about removing, qualifying, and minimizing language in your speech, both spoken and written. They'll tell you to remove the word just because it's a qualifier and softens the power of your words. And so I know for me, a lot of like, uh, when I read, I like to read a lot of like self-improvement books and articles and talk how you communicate with people. And every single piece I've read talks about removing the word just from your language in email, in, in professional work environments, and especially as women, because as women, we are socialized to soften our words, to soften our approach so we don't come off as intimidating or as demanding. So in a professional work environment, that word, we shy away from it. You shy away from the just. But when it comes to the power of motivating you to action, the word just has the complete exact opposite a fact. And Nike was very smart in recognizing this. And so for me, because overcoming that fear of failure, that fear of rejection, for me, it it came in a fitness space. So that's what I like to speak to. And also like people have come to me and asked me about be wanting to like or just sharing their stories about me that they want to become a yoga instructor or a, an encycling instructor spin instructor and they'll come to me with a million hesitations and fears and just these these things that are holding them back and my my advice to them is always just do it anyways just apply just try take a million classes just do it, just do, what do you have to lose? Just do it, get up there, audition, pick your two songs, get up, get up, and do it because my philosophy is you can teach anyone to ride a bike. You literally can teach anyone i could I could probably teach my eighteen year old brother who's probably never been on a cycling bike before. I could teach him how to ride a bike to to, to 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 the mechanics of becoming an instructor. I could teach him that what you can't teach though is personality and confidence and teaching people to believe in themselves. You can't teach that to people. And you can't teach people to just unlock who they are and what it is about them that will ultimately shine and that will ultimately connect people to them as an instructor. Because I don't know, it may just be me, but I don't want to... When I go to a cycling class or when I go to a yoga class or when I go to any kind of fitness class, I'm not going to the class because of someone's technical prowess. I mean, it's great that they can give me like technical movements and tell me what I need to do and how to make my form better, but I'm not going in there because the person can ride a bike beautifully and look sexy as hell doing it and can hold a solid beat. I mean, these are all amazing things (laughs) and i hope i especially hope that if you are taking a psych a rhythm-based cycling class that your instructor would be able to hold a solid beat but everything else i don't don't give a i don't give a shit about any of that i i go there because i vibe with their personality and I, i i want to be in their space and i want to receive their light and everything that they're giving me so all of those things are extras right if you look sexy as hell riding a bike amazing If you have beautiful form on the bike, amazing. If you look like a goddess up there, those are all extra things. But ultimately, people want to take a class by someone who is stepping into their power and is confident. So when I tell people to apply, I'm not thinking about, I'm not thinking about, you can teach anybody to ride a bike. You can. I'm not thinking about your form. I'm wanting you to get up there and just give yourself a shot. Give yourself the opportunity because there's someone, you may not be for everybody, you may not connect with everybody, but well, there's something in you that someone will be able to connect with. So why stop yourself from recognizing that? And why not stop yourself from sharing all your gifts? You're going to let fear stop you from that? From possibly being amazing at something? Like, no. And I, I've, I've said this a million times, but like, my life has changed immensely immensely like and finding fitness is really connected with it but also just that self-awareness and that growth that comes with shifting from fear from scarcity to abundance to just doing shit and not allowing fear to motivate my decisions to form my decisions to hold me back from doing things because it's only us that holds ourselves back. People may be negative to us and be hypercritical and tell us all of these lies, but that's them. It's based in their own insecurities and their own opinions and their own feelings, which are not facts. Because here's the thing, and I've shared this before in a previous podcast. When I originally went to boot camp from Cycle Bar, I was cut from that. And I was cut because the person leading the boot camp, he didn't think that I had it in me. And Sasha's eight nine years ago, would have tucked my tail and went home and cried and been like, I'm not good enough. But 2000, God, I think it was 2017 at this point, 2017 or 18. Yeah, 2017, Sasha was like, fuck you. Like, this is something that I love. This is something that I'm passionate about. This is something that I care about. And I don't know who you think you are and who made you the master of this, but you are not in charge of my destiny. You are not in charge. You are not the person to tell me I can't do something. I wish you would. Now watch me work. And here I am. If I had believed him though, if I had let his perception of me guide how I acted, I wouldn't be here. You know, and, 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 you have to find that potential deep down within inside yourself. Because if, if at that point in my life, I hadn't shifted from fear to abundance, from scarcity to abundance, I would have believed him. I would have believed what he said and just moved on. But like my life has changed so profoundly since finding that just moving away from that fear, And just doing shit. Like, I feel like so much more confident in my choices. Like, because I am still that child of immigrants who is hypercritical and thinks about everything three times before doing it. When I finally move to do something, I am confident in that choice because I've thought about it. I've thought of the what ifs. I've made my pros and cons list, and it's like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm getting it done. I feel like just, I got this the confidence is like fucking unmatched, man. Like I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to boast. But when you like genuinely believe in yourself, when you are genuinely in your own corner, what somebody else has to say, it's not going to stop you. Like you don't want to be a jerk and not capable of like receiving feedback from people. So yeah, be able to receive feedback and process what people are saying, but also take it with a grain of salt. Like Process what they're saying, process where it's coming from, and then move forward. Just be confident within you, be confident with your talents, be confident within your abilities. And because I am confident in those choices that I make, I'm genuinely happy about the decisions I make because I'm like, I did this. There's no fear leading it, there's no question, there's no doubts that the fear creates because it's like, no, I got this. I've thought about this and I'm happy about it, you know, and then. I like I've touched on this before, but I'm like just so much more like self-aware in my motivations and what's driving me and having a deeper sense of self. Like I'm not easily led by what other people are doing. I know what is for me and I know what is motivating me, and I know what ultimately where I want to go and ultimately what I want to do. Like I have my plan now. I have I'd, I've went for so long without having a plan B. And that fear of not having a plan B shaped my life. And then realizing that hey, maybe not having a plan B is your plan B. <laughs> like, whoa, we are in the matrix now. Like oh, mind blown. But no, like seriously, like I, I know what's motivating me. And stepping into fitness, like I've always known that I am as good at communicating with people, all the things that I thought would make me a great lawyer, it turns out have made me like a great fitness instructor. If you like, if, when I think about it sometimes, I'm like, damn, like I've found the same career path, communicating with people, connecting with people, sharing with people one-on-one, like those are things that I've always been good at. And those are things that I've always, just changing people's lives and being in a position where I can make the world a better place. That is something that has genuinely led me. And like watching all those episodes, A Law and Order, SVU and Criminal Intent and seeing Detective Stabler like, you know, and Benson make people's lives better. I wanted to do that. And I'm not doing that in a legal capacity, but I'm doing that in a fitness capacity. And that makes me feel good. And that is a genuine motivator for me. And that's what makes me feel connected to people. So I'm so much more self aware now and and not second guessing myself, not doubting myself, not letting fear motivate me. When you push all that noise out of the way, you are able to really drill down deeper into yourself and find your why. And I honestly think I want to do a podcast about that because I read a really great book that I'm going to recommend to everyone, um, Literally Finding Your Why by Simon Sinek. And it's really, I read it a few months ago and it's really allowed me to drill down on my why and just reflect on how I'm living that why. Because you can find it, right? But then are you living it? And then just, I mean, I've mentioned that like confidence before, but like I've always, and this is, this is something my dad always said to me growing up. What is for you shall not pass you. And I've always 110% believed that in life. But when you live in fear, what is for you will pass you. Because you're not allowing yourself, you're not opening yourself up to possibilities and you are staying small. So when you cut yourself off from possibilities, you cut yourself off from any potential blessing that may be coming your way, from recognizing your possibilities, from recognizing the gifts that are within you, the gifts that you have to share, and even gifts that you are receiving. You cut yourself off from receiving those gifts. You cut yourself off from being able to share those gifts with others. So while I 100% believe that is what is for you shall not pass you, it will pass you if you stay in this space where you are letting your fear motivate and guide your decisions. So now... I'm at this place in life where I've stepped into abundance and I've stepped into just doing it. Well, not now. I've been like that for a couple of years. But like in the context of this episode, I'm sharing like, (laughs) like we're using the word now. So you step into your power. You step into what is possibly out there for you. And if you swing and you miss, then it wasn't meant for you. As opposed to spending your time wondering what if. And then not knowing what if, what could have been because you never allowed yourself to try because you were afraid of a no. You were afraid of what someone else would say. You were afraid that people will laugh at you or judge you or whatever that fear is motivating you. For me, it was a fear of failure. But here's the thing. I fail constantly now. And it's great because instead of crushing me like it used to, like it did for years, now it's like, okay, well, that didn't work out well. So, how are we going to do this better in the future? And just opening up yourself to not being motivated by that fear of rejection and that fear of failure. And this was, whew, this was a lot for me to share because I really don't talk about it because it's something that. It's something that really impacted my life so negatively for so long that when I look back on it, it's almost embarrassing sometimes for me to see how I allowed it to guide so many decisions and and, and just impact my life in such a negative way. And it's a lot. It really is a lot to think about and it's real, but I genuinely believe that everything happens for a reason. And... Like I said, not getting into a single law school that I applied to, that was absolutely a blessing and it absolutely happened for a reason. And if I didn't go through that, then I wouldn't be the person who I am now. If I had went to law school and I had gone on my plan A, I would have been so unhappy. Because it's not something that I wanted to do. It's not something that I was passionate about. It's not something that lit my soul on fire and I was doing it for others. I was doing it to make my, my parents proud of me. I was doing it because I don't want people to be disappointed in me. You can't live your life thinking about who, every single person you're going to disappoint and just doing things for other people because it won't be real. You have to do it for you because it motivates you because it aligns with your why. And so this episode, it was about like overcoming fear. I, I, I've i overcome fear in the sense that it doesn't cripple my life and it's not the guiding force in my life. But fear is something that's always going to be within people. And I think that's a good thing. I think just a little bit of fear is good because that fear makes you question yourself. It makes you ask yourself a lot of questions that you have to honestly be able to answer. And then when you answer those questions, you come to this place where you are confident in your decisions because you've thought about the scenarios and you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And it gives you that sense of confidence, but you're not allowing that fear to guide your life, to guide your decisions. And that's the major difference. Fear in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's how you use that fear and how you allow it to impact your life that is a bad thing. So, this got a little bit longer than I wanted to, but at the same time, <laughs> I think um, for me, this was pretty cathartic and opening up in a way and just like sharing with someone that may need this and maybe going through this season in their life. And I kind of went through that season in my life when I changed my Instagram name. So, <laughs> But, speaking of Instagram, I want to know, I want you to share with me has how what is the impact? That fear has had in your life Is it something that has held you back and prevented you from doing things like is my story kind of your story? Is it a story that you're existing and now I want to know I want to talk about it You can drop me a voice note on anchor fm or you can hit me up on instagram at the Sasha whitney podcast is staying the same podcast is sasha spins because I still talk about spin here I talk about a lot of things And I just kind of like the way it flows I like the way it flows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I it, this has gotten a little bit longer, but I'm actually really glad I did this because I feel lighter now, and I just I feel really, I feel really good. I feel really good. So I want to know how you feeling. How you feeling? Drop me a note, voice note on Anchor FM, or hit me up on Instagram, the Sasha Whitney. And until next time, y'all. Peace out.